You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, we have another week of fantastic information. We're not talking about the market. We're not talking about developments. We are talking staging again with Sarah James of Perth Style Co. I loved our last conversation and I had so many more questions to ask her, but we were, our time was up, so I've got her back in again. Thanks again for coming in, Sarah. You're welcome. Today, the topic is heroes and zeros of staging. I want to talk about where you're going to get your best bang for buck if you're limited on cash, because a lot of people are, especially when they get into the end, end of a development, for example, and that's what we're going to focus on today. But also, I'd love to hear, I guess, for people normally who are moving their stuff out of a house as an investor or as a, as a homeowner, if you haven't got the whole place staged... Uh, and you staged a couple of things, but you got the rest of the house still there. What are the things you really just got to get rid of? Which one do you want to start with? Oh, this is Pandora's box for me. <laughs> so maybe you should ask me some questions. And look, selling your home is really emotional time, particularly if you've lived there for like 27 years and you know, you've know you been hoarding, which is absolutely a thing. Yeah. And Our stuff is more important to us than it is to other people, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, the hard truth is people don't want to see it and it's actually a turn off. And- All right. Let's do the bad news first. Okay. We'll start with the bad news and we'll finish with the good stuff. Let's start with uh, some of those items that people who have either not staged at all or are staging a little bit and leaving half the home with their own stuff. Let's talk about the the real faux pas of what you have to get out of the house straight away. Well, I'm going to start by saying that a lot of lived-in properties don't warrant staging and and they're the people that probably need our, our help the most. And a lot of this is common sense because we do it every day. These people might sell their home like once or twice in their lifetime, so they just don't know the basics like we do. Um, I know what a, how a room will photograph before I even look around. I look at the walls, I look at the ceiling, where the electrical lies. I know what's going to form a beautiful photo that will be part of their marketing campaign. We just need to be able to see the home. And so decluttering, you'll hear me talk about decluttering until the cows come home. But if you think you've decluttered by 50%, I'll need you to declutter another 30. <laughs> Is it nearly like move everything out of your home and yes. just leave yes. leave the furniture if you have to yeah. and then add a couple cool things back? Every room needs to have, let's go with a bedroom. Every room needs to have a bed, two side tables, two lamps and a piece of artwork. That's it. No more. Okay. A, a very, very muted, plain color bedspread. I would go with white because that photograph's lovely and fresh, particularly with your lights on. And that's it for me. However, particularly for the parents out there that are currently rolling their eyes at me going, this girl's got no idea. Selling your home with kids is very, very difficult. And here's my number one hack. Get those plastic tubs from Bunnings and create a toy station in each room in the corner. And then when it's home open day, we're going to pack all of the things into the tub and we're going to take the tub into the garage or the boot of the car. Same with bathrooms, the bench tops of the bathrooms, all of the towels, etc. Just have a naked bathroom, I like to call it. Naked being no accessories, no hair in the drains, no boogies on the wall. No toothpaste on no the to- mirror. I don't see any smudged toothpaste. Lovely, sparkly, and then a high wattage globe to make everything shiny and new. Yep. You know, I always say about the analogy of a hotel when you go into a hotel you know someone's stayed there slept in that bed but you don't feel grossed out by it because Mm. everything's so sleek and very very clean 
But, you know, there's no personal belongings around. I can't see anyone's things in there. It just looks fresh and new. And so taking that approach into the into the bedrooms is definitely All right. some great what, advice. What about the living room and the theatre? Do we need to see the James Bond vintage set in the cupboard, the collectible cups or no. things like that? <laughs> But, you know, Trent, to the extreme, I always ask people what when I, they introduce me to their home, what their favourite part of the home is. One afternoon, I was walked down a hallway where there were framed swords from Lord of the Rings or the like, you yeah. know, sorry, forgive me, but something like that, swords. And I say, oh, you know, Mr. Home Seller, what do you think the selling point of your home is? And he goes, it's such a friendly family home. <laughs> I was thinking, if young kids are going to come through, they're going to be petrified of yeah. this wall of swords. What well, niche is your market to those people who love the Lord of the Rings, yeah. I assume? <laughs> but, you know, like that's his house proud and he's proud of his collection, but people aren't going to see that objectively. Or let's talk about feature walls. So red paint was very cool, maybe about 14 years ago. Let's do a red feature wall. I've no lie, walked through a home open and heard someone say, I don't like this one because of the red feature wall. Yeah. And, and so I'll, easily rectified. So it's $50 paint yeah. tin, you know, and a, and a Sunday afternoon. And that would have hooked those people through that house to think it was way better than what it was. Um, so, you know, it's learning these, these things along the way that I've got in my toolkit that I can bring out and, and explain to a seller that this is lovely. I love these swords. This collection's amazing. How long have you been building this for? Okay, we're going to have to take them down <laughs> for the sale. Yeah. But, you know, have you got a safe place to put them? And, you know, there's there's a way in which delivering these messages that we've worked on for some time, but they're at arm's length to the agent and delivering that information. All righty, let's talk about a little bit more of our, our focal points here. And I, I really want to focus on, in terms of the heroes, if we're selling as investors. So we've got a blank slate, as you like, Sarah. It's a vacant property. And in this case, a lot of them, they've never been lived in. They've just been built. Most of them are units okay. or townhouses. Uh, let's focus that on most of our, our clients and listeners there who uh, focus on this as their product. These are the things they're creating. Yeah. They're really looking to turn that from an investment property that could be a rental to someone, whereas, that's, again, it's a niche market, to opening that up to owner-occupiers because owner-occupiers are generally the people that will pay the most because they get emotional. And those are the people we want to sell our development properties to owner-occupiers, mainly yep. downsizers. Yeah. What are our real focal points here? Small spaces as well. Again, Small the downsizer spaces. products. Yeah. Yep. A, a brand new build, whether it be an apartment or a home, is absolute gold because you're not going to find any hair in the drain there or boogies on the wall. Mm. So people always want to look at a new property. And then it's about selling them on that. And the builders and the developers will know if they have cut corners on spec or there's some little things that they might be worried about, then having it vacant will either A, expose that or B, staging it is going to really elevate the level of excitement and marketability of their end product. Sadly, we see a lot of projects that have these amazing renders on their off-the-sale plans and then when the property's been completed and brought to life and they're having to send the, sell the end of their stock, you know, there's not a lot of budget left for staging. I'd love to be able to recreate the render and bring that to life so that what you see on all of the advertising is what you get in real life. So there's always for and against for new, new builds and I think amplifying the sale price by making them look as trendy as possible with cool, funky staging furniture 
is almost a no-brainer. It's extremely easy to do. Tell me about those pieces. What are we doing here for our development stock, what are our real heroes? Well, we're not com- we're not having to stage like a terracotta tile floor, for example. So everything we bring in is going to look modern, which is great. So using like you know um, a mixed palette of greys is very trendy. You know, get grey fabrics. If it's a really urban development, then we can do things like you know put a an, a cool bike in the entry and you know and build on the emotion of what what urban living is like in that apartment. Sofas. That are on high legs to create space underneath them so they don't look like they're plonked in the middle of the room you know that's a great way to create an illusion of space in, in apartments is things that live off the floor and off the walls as well and off the walls yeah a lot of glass a lot of transparency works really well but also not being too uptight because you want to play on that urban flavor of people wanting to live in an apartment one thing is for smaller spaces single living area units that i've found even in my own apartment that I live in is that for a long time we had our couch because it was a smaller living area we had the couch against the wall because that you know, logically it seems like you're creating more space one day we just took it off the wall put it in the middle of the of the width of the living area and although it doesn't make sense to me in my head it actually makes the apartment look bigger does that make sense <laughs> yeah absolutely and it shows a divide between one space and the other so a sofa will do that and a rug will do that as well or a pendant light they really shape the spaces of the room as as key motivators of the space so you'll find that the sofa in the middle of the room made the dining space look like its whole new area mm. you know all of a it sudden you've got two rooms yeah. in the one room just by the way you've you've put the furniture so for these for these smaller units and, and townhouses when we're talking about moving into the kitchen and the dining area what's your go-to dining table and chair arrangement we're we talking about four six chairs a long bench thing a circular table what are we looking for as the hero there as a theme well the rule of thumb is no matter what the property it's based on the number of bedrooms so if you've got a five bedroom home you've got a four-seater dining table that's not going to work. If you've got a one-bedroom apartment, but you've got a a six, eight-seater, that's a waste of space. Mm. So that's actually a universal rule for us as stages. Yep. High tables. Yeah, they're still a thing. They're still cool. Yeah, yeah. I think round tables are pretty trendy at the moment. Yep. Yep. They create more space around them, the, the greater area. Yep. If anyone can't see me, I'm doing like a lasso round circle above I'm my head. I'm looking at you lasso the area right now. Yeah. Settle down with that. <laughs> but back to your original question of where should people be spending money? So, you know, like I said, if it's a brand new property, apartment or a home, people are spoiled and they're naturally attracted to that. If your property is a little bit older or run down or has been like very what we call lived in, then, you know, getting it painted before you take it to market is a no-brainer. White paint every day of the week. Just keep it simple, keep it fresh. White paint to me is like a, a magical wand yeah. because it feels fresh and um, couple that. it's new, that, it's fresh. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fresh. It gets hand marks pretty quickly, but we only want this property white for a month, right? Right now. And then it's a new yes. buyer's problem. The other thing to consider is high wattage globes so we're replacing all of the globes throughout and even electrical if you can get a sparky to do you a deal on on replacing some lights with just if they're daggy and old just some down lights bunning cell lights 
beacon aren't that expensive. Mm. You know, you could do uh, replace most of your electrical for like five to a thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand dollars, and that will change the whole appeal of the property with a paint job. Um, everything will sparkle and shine. I'll never encourage people to go and do a twenty thousand dollar kitchen fit out. There's a lot of simple things that can be done um, that give it a completely new look and feel. The other thing is carpet. Carpet, I think, as a generation, is becoming like really obsolete. People don't like carpet because it's got other people's living and life and things deep down yep. into the carpet. And normally, when I go to a, a home that someone's just bought, the first thing they're doing is replacing the carpet. So if you can get a cheap vinyl plank or even just a standard budget kind of carpet in your bedrooms that's brand new, I think that goes a long way. So that might cost you like, I don't know, $3,000 if it's a small apartment maximum installed. But I think the return on that, you'd, you'd get that back easily as opposed to people coming in and going, okay, it's a $400,000 property, but I'm going to have to paint it. I'm going to have to put new carpet in. I'm going to have to replace the electrical. And, you know, they might take, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 off that offer price thinking they need to do that when you could probably add that on to your yeah. price if, if you're presenting it well. Uh, going back to the emotional side of things, you've, you've spoken about some very rational point of views there. For me, one of the biggest parts of emotion of going into a property and feeling like it's new and fresh is the smell. And all the things that you've just spoken about, they very much affect the smell. The smell of the grease on the on the paint in the kitchen of the of the curries or the pasta oh, we might have eaten. Don't. That smell's lived in, right? Yeah. The smell of the grime in the carpets. That's a smell as well. If you can replace those smells with new smells, like it smells like a new car sort yes, of thing, yeah. straight away you've eliminated all those issues of people objecting to the property being lived in because it no longer smells lived in. Does yep. that, do you agree with that? Yes, smells. Any Anything that ignites the senses. So, you know, light is a big one. Open the curtains. If the curtains are drab and stained and awful, just take them down. We'd rather let the outside come in than, than see the big bulky curtains. So, you know, the light plays a big part on the senses as well. But yeah, the smell, honestly, I, I, a lot of people can't smell it. You know, if they've got pets and they've got kitty litters and incense and... No, but they're very... It's they're, a lot. I think it is about accessing people's senses, which then drives people's emotions. That yep. drive of emotion drives the price point, especially on brand new property or near new property that we've invested in to develop. We need to be able to make sure that even if it isn't new or if it is, it is presented as a display home, right? That has to be the standard, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. I want to go through the rooms of the house with you in general and if i had a limited budget that i could only afford to stage a couple of rooms i want to ask you imp- uh, i want to ask you to rate these from imperative that they're staged to if you didn't have the money not that important yeah cool with that yeah all right so let's start with one to ten however you want to scale it Sarah. Okay. all right yeah master bedroom ten third bedroom two alfresco seven second bathroom one kitchen pantry Six. Feel free to leave vacant those spaces. Yeah, cool. Okay. Dining room? Ten. Right up there. Living room? Ten. Ten. Kitchen itself, kitchen bench? Yeah, ten. Yeah, you can leave that vacant. Yeah. Yeah. That is staging for me. Okay, is it? Yeah, it's it's true. It's showcase. The less on there, the better. Yeah. Less is more, right? In a lot of ways. Yeah. Ensuite? Yep, seven. Walk-in robe of the master? Vacant. Just probably easier if you didn't have the money. Just take everything out. Vacant or neat and tidy. Yeah. yeah okay. Yep. What about the home theatre? If you've got a home theatre, you should flaunt it. Okay. So maybe eight. Garage? 
One. Just keep drive the cars out and leave it door. as empty as possible. <laughs> well, you, a lot of people put a lot of their storage in there throughout the sale process as well. And I, I personally or professionally don't have a problem with that. Yeah. It's better out, outside of the house yeah. if you're decluttering a lot of like bulky storage. You know, you know, like wall units that you put all of your, um, you know, plates and glasses and all of that. It's quite old fashioned now. Yeah. You know, those kind of things I always ask people to remove, but they don't have anywhere to put them. So boxing up all their clutter in the garage, I think is, is okay. Yep. Sorry, given the garage has a roller door and a side door access, not as in put them in the in the garage for people to see on the street. No, of Just, course. You know, yeah. yeah, the carport. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. please don't put it in the carport. As, make sure they're secure. Yeah, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, I think that gives us a good, uh, a good confirmation there that really it is that apartment living that's the most important, even if it is in a bigger home. It's the master, the, the living and dining in the kitchen and the ensuite that most yeah. people care about. Yeah. If you don't have the money, bedrooms two and three and just leave them empty. Yeah. Trent, um, it's about creating like the heart of the home. Where, where are you going to spend all your time? That's where people are going to engage emotionally and want to picture their lives there. So always stage the, the main heart of the home as, as your showcase reel. And obviously the master bedroom. If you've got a really tiny secondary bedroom, I'd always put an office in there and avoid single beds as much as you can because people always walk in and go, oh, can you even get a double bed in here? Yep, here's a double bed. That's enough out of you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we want to eliminate any objections. So if it's too small, have it as a study and always a, a minimum double bed in the secondary bedrooms. But they're quite okay empty as long as they're okay sized mulch your garden that's very important the curb appeal still is really important i don't think we should shy away from getting a gardener before do you stage you the, do you sometimes stage the outside of a home can do people do that other, um, other than alfresco you know, like, furniture yeah like a little three-piece um with you know like lovely courtyard cushions terrace in the stuff. garden and a nice little drinks tray with a book yeah with a book turned down i'll come back for that later yeah you know it, that is a fake lifestyle the titles of the books are also very, very important. So if you've got Fifty Shades collection yeah. or if you've got, I don't know what else that's that's offensive to people, yeah. um, you've got to be careful about things like that as well, keeping it as generic as possible. Finally, for uh, my little extra question, sure. a lot of our triplexes in really tight spaces will have really small courtyards. Uh, in between bedrooms, just to meet planning policy these days, you'll have glass doors that are windows going into really small. I'm not sure if you've seen a lot of this, but going to small courtyards that are really dead spaces for planning purposes. Would you stage that with a little courtyard three-piece or just leave it? We don't sell them as dead spaces. If there's a space there that we could use, part of what we do in staging is we face... It's not very practical, right? So, yes, a sofa needs to be directly in front of a TV because every male will pick up if the sofa does not sit directly across the front of a TV. Yep. Number one. Number two, the dining table must reflect the number of rooms, bedrooms, and how many people live in that property. Number three is the dead space. If we can make it usable, we will. Let's talk about balconies as being similar. If you lived in that home, you wouldn't necessarily use it the way it's being staged. But Very few people use their balconies. I noticed? can count that as a usable space, so yeah. we will style it. So, for example, oh, and it, we invent study nooks as well in little areas to try and add more value. But you'll see a lot of that our frescoes and a lot of the outside spaces we face the chair back into the buyer so 
where you might be looking out over a balcony or you might be out looking over a terrace or it just doesn't seem like you would actually sit facing that way. It presents out to the buyer. So there's lots of little hacks that we can do that just look like we're singing a song as you walk through a home. So people might not even think about that space that you're referring to, but they might say a beautiful chair in a corner with a nice little side table and a, and a glass of wine or something next to it. And they peruse past it. And what we want them to do is go, oh, that looks nice. As opposed to, what is this space? This mm. is a waste to me. Yeah, what would I do here? Yeah, yeah, what would I do here? And it turns negative quickly. Yep. So just by putting something fresh and inviting there, we're eliminating that objection from even coming up. My nephew says to me, so you put the furniture in and then people buy it because they think it's nice, but then they don't get the furniture. I said, yeah. And he goes, that's just wrong. <laughs> and so sometimes when I explain these little techniques and things that we that we use, yeah, it probably is a, bit, a little bit wrong. But, you know, there is there is a craft and an, and an art to it. Well, so yeah, it is, that's it is, all I'm explaining. It's, it's art at the end of the day, right? And it's, it's providing a service not only to the sellers, but to the buyers as well as to this is what this place could look like. You're not obliged to. You know, you're going to have to go find out how to buy these pieces of furniture somewhere else anyway. Yeah. But certainly... This uh, is this how is, we do it. <laughs> this is how we would do it and, and uh, you don't have to imagine anymore. This is it. Mm. You can touch and you can feel it. Yeah. I, I don't see it as a, a, you know, a falsity. I, I certainly don't see it as a, a lie. It's, it's real. This is just the best form of yourself. It's like having someone Photoshop you with abs yes. and, and yes. triceps and really toned uh, thighs or whatever it is that people want. There certainly is possible. Yeah. You yeah, know? it's just a possibility yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to leave it like that. I reckon okay. that's a good thing. Good. Sarah James, Perth Style Co., thanks so much again for your time. I've loved it. We'll have you in again another time, I'm sure. Great. Thanks, Trent. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!